Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to limitlessbroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Woo woo! Hi, Dan. Hello. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? We are, oh my gosh, guys, I'm I'm really sad because we only have two more, like we have today and one more day of filming for Star Wars Summer, and then we're done filming. Mm -hmm. Like it's still June, so we still have a ton of content that's going to come out, but we're almost done filming the episodes. That's sad. It's so sad. I mean, I can sleep in on Saturdays again, but that's still sad. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of jealousy coming your way now. (laughs) We get to sleep in every other Saturday. We do. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And and Dan, you're going to be pulled in for other episodes at some point. So also true. Yeah. I was actually starting the 2013 or 13. Oh my gosh. 23. There we go. 2023 calendar. Mm -hmm. And it was like Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. Like I just (laughs) Mm -hmm. so excited. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. But we're not talking about any of that today. We are continuing talking about Star Wars and we're starting to enter the sequels. 
And I, the sequels, I think we're all in consensus on the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're talking The Force Awakens, which is the, the first one from the sequels. And then we go into like The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. And I think there's going to be some controversy, but I don't think we'll hit the Han Solo level or the Solo movie level. <laughs> mm, that was fun. <laughs> that was, I listened to it again. I'm like, oh boy, what were we doing? When I was editing it, I was dying. I was just like, this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Is that the same way where we talked about Mary Poppins at one point? Yes. Got- yes. Okay. Yeah. I literally yes. texted Ashley when I got to that. I'm like, guess what I just hit yeah. <laughs> my editing. Oh my gosh. I'm listening to it again. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are putting tension in our friendship. Okay. <laughs> I just say I'm a, I'm a Julie Andrews purist when it comes to the character. So funny. Part of me like wants to bring you into the to the the Julie Andrews month so you and I can fight about this. Mm, this should be interesting. But then some part of me doesn't want to, so I can just influence our listeners my way. <laughs> I just be biased <laughs> with one say, opinion. Well, mm, I have a li- month or so before we hit that. I'll let you know. We can your listeners this. should hear opposing viewpoints. Let them choose. We can ponder this. True. That's why I think the Han Solo episode was so fun because we actually had like opposite viewpoint like, everything yeah the first time because sammy and i Sammy, you have, a, have you and i ever had opposing thoughts on any of these things like other not, than star wars n- not really because the only things i would say is like sometimes like when we had like the disney channel stuff and i was blatantly uh, like i'm yes. not watching this i'm not That's interested true. in it but it wasn't like I don't like it it's just i'm not interested you tell us about it and i'll just be like yeah that sounds cool all right cool yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah so it's good to finally have some mm-hmm. viewpoints around yeah but we should probably get started because this might be a longer episode i think good we're going to be in for some long episodes yours was <laughs> yeah. huge your things you wrote ashley were like huge i literally well, okay. was like this girl wrote down every thought she had about this i'm I'm not going to go over every thought. I I'm literally figuring. was just watching the movie and I'm like, okay, I want to put, I just typed out my thoughts. So, cause a lot of it, I was looking through you guys' thoughts and I'm like, I'm probably going to insert some of my thoughts right. in there. So we're not going to, we don't need to go through the manifesto of Ashley on her thoughts of the force. Right. Awakens. Well, we probably agree funny. on a lot of things too. So. I think mm-hmm. we do. Okay. So force awakens, they brought back star Wars <laughs> and as a new threat, to the galaxy rises, Rey, a desert scavenger, and Finn, an ex-stormtrooper, must join Han Solo and Chewbacca to search for the one hope of restoring peace. Which I find hilarious because he actually wasn't the one hope. But anywho, (laughs) Mr. Luke Skywalker. Some trivia. Mm -hmm. So George Lucas, while maintaining that he was at peace, relinquishing his material admitted to having mixed feelings before seeing the film likening the experience to attending an ex-wife's wedding hmm. okay yep he was also initially opposed to anyone else making star wars movies after he did and he was personally divided on whether or not he wanted to make another trilogy when disney acquired lucas films they got lucas's story treatments for episodes seven eight and nine however Ugh. However, the new writing team chose not to use them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to know what he wanted the story to be like. It was going to be weird. Like, that's all I know. I don't know the details, but I know like some of the things he wanted to explore were going to be trippy. Yes, but that's, I mean, he's weird. 
He, he, I mean, it's very Lucas. The original Star Wars is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less. For but its time period, when it came out. For its time period, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm talking yeah. like, like another level of just, like, I'm talking like going into the microbionic world of like mm-hmm. what the midi-chlorians actually are. Like, That's going, what I read too. Yeah. And you know what? That would probably only really ignite ignite the love from like hardcore Star Wars fans. Exactly. Sure. I mean, it's, it's very Lucas-esque. Mm-hmm. So it would have been I, very. I still I don't think know. we need a TV show from those versions. I think they just need to incorporate them somehow. Yeah. I would. Yeah, that would be better yeah. to do a show. I think. Yeah. Which yeah. I think we've all we've we've established. If you're new to our podcast, we've established that Star Wars should be taken in as mm-hmm. a TV show. Yes. And you'll yeah. Anyways, uh, I feel like I didn't finish that. Okay. However, when he attended the film's red carpet premiere, he said he liked the film and even received a standing ovation from the audience, despite having nothing to do with the film. (laughs) Doesn't matter. His name's attached to it. It's always going to be. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks later, however, Lucas seemed to change his tune and criticize the film for being too retro and compared Mm -hmm. Disney to white slavers. Yep, that was the thing. Lucas quickly took back his comments. Yeah, that was a very awkward interview. Mm. Very awkward. I forget yeah. who the guy was who was doing the interview. It was some, like, I don't know, one of those, like, 60-minute type interviews. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. 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 Yikes. And that is when George Lucas could do nothing for the rest of his life with Star Wars because Disney's like, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it feels like that would that's what they would do. Yeah, very odd comment for a guy to make who has a African American wife. Oh yeah, that is that is a really weird comment for him to make. Yeah, yeah. It's super awkward, huh? Yeah, I don't know why he called it too retro. Like I know this film is doing a lot of fan service, but. At least for me, I thought it was necessary because we're bringing in a whole new generation of kids who probably don't understand the original Star Wars as much. Well, that that too, and also the, the prequels, as good as much as they did for the world and the uh, world expansion and the lore and everything, it did mm-hmm. kind of leave a negative taste in a lot of people's you know mm-hmm. psyche. So it's yeah, like they kind of needed to you know be reminded, hey, this is why we like Star Wars in the first place. So it was. And I- I yeah. thought they did a really good job of like integrating the fan servicing in, whereas like some, mm. oh, what show do we talk about? Did we talk about, was it Han that had fan serving that felt like it was just shoehorned in? Probably. Is that the one we did agree on? We it agreed was, on no, something. No, I think it was Boba, no, Boba Fett? It was Boba Fett. Boba yeah. Fett. Was it Boba, it was Boba okay. Fett. I can't remember which show or which one we agreed on with yeah. that one. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think his problem, I read some stuff that he had said. I think some of his problem was some of it was too obvious. So oh. I think he likes the mm-hmm. subtler hints, which they were doing a lot more in The Mandalorian. And then they, in Boba Fett, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, were like, let's just shove it in your face. But I think yeah. maybe that was part of his problem when he was talking about it, was it was like, that's literally like shot for shot or word for word, something from one of the original movies. And he's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm. When Finn and Ray asked Han if he was the Han Solo, he replies, I used to be, which is a reply Ford himself regularly uses when fans ask if he's Harrison Ford. That sounds you know, like Harrison. Harrison being Harrison. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Dan. 
Hmm? You have a comment underneath that. I did? What did I say? Yeah. He hates being oh. in movies. <laughs> he hates being in movies and he hates you. Love it. Yeah. Love it. He's a tired, oh, he's a tired old man. Poor Harrison. He is, yes. Uh, let's see here. In a real life parallel to the film Fanboys, this movie. Holly got me on this movie, Dan. Oh yeah. Yes. Sammy, have you seen this movie yet? No, I keep thinking I need to watch it because you've told me about it like 10,000 times at this point, though. So. <laughs> you really should. Yeah. Real life parallel to the film Fanboys, Mark Hamill and John Boyega successfully lobbied director J.J. Abrams to allow Star Wars fan Daniel Fleetwood to see the film before official release as Fleetwood had been diagnosed with a terminal cancer and was not expected to live to see the film's release date of December 15, 2015. Fleetwood was shown the film at the screening at a screening in his house after Disney agreed and then he sadly passed away November 10th of 2015. But I love this. I love that Mark and John, but that that Mark would lobby for this. Like this just seems like Mark. He's just such a wholesome guy mm-hmm. who loves his, he loves Star Wars and he loves his fans. Mm-hmm. And and I love that he did this for this kid. That's really nice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. <laughs> so Mark claimed George Lucas nonchalantly told him over lunch a new Star Wars trilogy was going to be made by Disney, and if he did not want to be involved. Luke Skywalker, Luke Sky, bleh, I don't know what I just said. Luke Skywalker would simply be written out of the script. However, Hamill immediately agreed to reprise the role. Hamill admitted, however, that he pretended not to be nonchalant about it, so he didn't seem like he was excited for the role. He also said within five seconds, Carrie Fisher exclaimed she'd do it and asked if there was a part for her daughter, Billy Lord. Love it. Good job, Carrie. I love it. I would have done the same thing if I was Carrie, be like, yes. Let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when I read this, I'm like, oh, Mark, we know, we all know you. You don't have to hide your love for Luke. We mm-hmm. know you don't need to be nonchalant about it. Just be yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that actually kind of surprised me because for a long time, I thought both all of the original cast were trying to distance themselves from the franchise. So seeing them so enthusiastic was like, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to me. I always knew Harrison was trying to distance himself. I know he was. But I didn't see Mark and Carrie. I mean, Carrie really didn't like. She was kind of a recluse for a while. Yeah. Um, but, but she doesn't adamantly be like, I am no longer this person. True. <laughs> but Mark Hamill was so deep into like doing the voiceovers for the Joker and, you know, doing all the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he kind of found more of an identity in that than he did in Star Wars. Like, not that he was trying to distance himself, but it was one of those mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not this guy anymore either kind of mm-hmm. I don't know that's that's how he kind of came off to me mm-hmm. but I could be wrong mm-hmm. it just might be how we each see him could be because I didn't know he was the Joker for a very long time like I was an adult when I found out he was the voice of the Joker uh, okay so to me he's always just been Luke Skywalker I feel that yeah yeah and he did admit in an interview he was terrified to play Skywalker again which, I mean, after all those years, yeah, it might be kind of intimidating, especially with all the fan, the fan love and and everything, everything kind of built up Mm -hmm. since this, since those. So yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. John Williams received his 50th Oscar nomination for scoring this movie. (sighs) Jeez Louise. Okay. I saw he scored one of the more recent shows. He did Obi-Wan, didn't he? Yes. He scored Obi-Wan and I'm like, dang, John. How are you still able to play your soul? He's like 90 something, right? 90 something. Yes. Okay. He's never not going to be magical. 
Everything he touches is just gold. It's going to be a very dark day when we lose him. I, I don't even like thinking about Sad. it. I know. I, I know. So John Boyega was so nervous and frightened at the prospect of not getting the role that he didn't tell his parents that he had been cast until after a cast photo was posted online by the official Star Wars Twitter page. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. I mean, it's a big deal getting when Star Wars was coming back. It was, it was a big deal. Like these actors are probably like, they could change their minds at any moment. Like who knows what's going to happen. Only time Harrison Ford has received top billing in a Star Wars film, making him the first non-Jedi character to be cast or credited first. Nice. Mm -hmm. I think he deserves it. Oh yeah. Nice way to go out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When the first trailer was released, there was much discussion about how it appeared to be getting back to the grubbiness 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 yeah sure mm -hmm. dirty transporters secondhand robots things that broke yada yada rather than the cgi cleanness of episodes one through three british television star uh phil jupitus revealed in an interview that he met and met an effects bloke in essex he drinks in my local coffee shop he said the makers of the new film bought every glass bottled air gun in england when they arrived because they wanted the stormtroopers guns to have a kick when they fired them you don't have to fake it it looks real nice that's cool mm -hmm. yeah that is cool i like it uh let's see here after he was cast oscar isaac revealed to jj that his uncle is a huge star wars fan as a result ar arrangements for isaac's uncle to visit the set was made to the great surprise of Isaac and his uncle, Abrams then asked if he would be interested in appearing in the film as an extra. Isaac's uncle quickly agreed and appeared as one of the villagers during the opening sequence of Jakku. Oh, poor cool. guy. He got massacred. He did. But he's yeah. in the movie. He is. Kevin Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch actually visited the set. Smith, infamous for his open and talkative nature, was forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and J.J. had World War II-style propaganda posters titled Loose Lips Sink Starships hung up around the set as a reminder to Smith not to reveal spoilers for the film to the public. True to his word, the only tidbit Smith revealed about his visit was that he cried when he stood on the Millennium Falcon set, as all of us would, as a reminder, as it reminded him of how much he loves Star Wars as a child. That's me. Okay. I think it's hilarious that they put up posters so he wouldn't say, remind him not to say a word. I guess it worked. Wow. I'm surprised they trusted him, to be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I, I, can, I can usually keep a secret, but uh, you know, when it comes to something like that, something that big. I I, I cannot. Uh, Sammy would have gotten a call right away. I would have told somebody. <laughs> or, yeah, like. <laughs> I just been walking around Actually, like, I probably would have, if I was at a Star Wars set, I probably would have texted you, Dan, mm -hmm. Ralph, and Holly right away. Because yeah. you're my, you were always my three Star Wars <laughs> people. And then I would have told Sammy later, like, Sammy, you will never believe it. You'd like snap a picture of a stormtrooper helmet and just send that without an explanation. Yep, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> Ray's outfit is inspired by early drawing drawings from Star Wars concept artist Ralph McQuarrie for Luke Skywalker at a point when he and George were actually playing with the idea of making Luke a woman. Interesting. I did not know okay. that was an idea. Hmm. I feel like I heard that somewhere, but I forgot about it. Yeah. And so when he was interviewed about Return of the Jedi on TMAM in the UK in 83, Mark stated that George Lucas had considered bringing Hamill back as Luke 
as an Obi-Wan Kenobi like character passing Excalibur on to the next generation in episode five, six, seven, seven, five, six, seven. seven. Yes. Mm -hmm. Roman numerals. You would think I'd get the hang of it after all these years. And that seven would not be until 2011. So there were plans on Lucas making another trilogy in 11. Interesting. It just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While filming in the summer of 2014, Ford broke his ankle on the tour of the Millennium Falcon. And about a year that. later, JJ revealed that he hurt his back while trying to help get Ford out from under the door. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Who knows? Yeah. Mark Hamill re-recorded his monologue from Return of the Jedi, Force is Strong with My Family, that line, to be used in the teaser trailer, but it was decided to mix his newly recorded lines with those originally recorded as a reverberation so as to subtly tease his reprisal of his role. Which, oh, cool. I mean, it was done very well. I remember those trailers. Yeah. It was like... <gasps> oh, yeah. No, it was explosive. So but I, I love the, like, combining of the old and the new. Like, that, mm -hmm. that creative choice. Mm -hmm. it's, it works yeah. really well. well and and they do it again in the actual movie when Ray finds the lightsaber. They do, yeah. Yeah, you hear a lot of those old clips, you know, Obi-Wan mm -hmm. and Yoda and, yeah. Alec Guinness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the, the original Obi-Wan. The mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they have both of them. They have Alec and then they also do a e uh, line from Ewan McGregor as well. I should have, I hope I have the list somewhere on this. If I didn't put the list on here, I'm going to be so mad. They like, someone actually went through and like listened. And I think if you do closed captioning, it will tell you who's speaking each line, I think. Oh, cool. Um, I'll have to look at that again. But yeah, Ahsoka has a line on there. It's like all the lines from all the, the, the originals, the cartoons, mm -hmm. like it's all these different Jedi. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, John Boyega originally played Finn in his natural English accent, but both he and JJ felt it didn't feel right for the character. So uh, he became an American accent for the role. I think I kind of worked better. Yeah. yeah. It fits. Yeah. yeah. I loved this. Well, actually, I don't know. Harrison Ford cried after seeing the film for the first time. But it doesn't Aww. say if it's tears of joy or sorrow. So I am going to hold to the fact <laughs> that it was tears of joy to make my heart happy. <laughs> Maybe he was happy because he finally died. I don't know. He was happily. It's finally all over. <laughs> That's the like, way I'm I see free. it. <laughs> yeah. He's, it was relief. Tears of relief. It's like, I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> no longer bring me back, even though we bring him back in Rise of the Skywalker. Was that him though, or was that like- a, I have no idea, but his character is there. His character is there. I'm pretty sure it was deep fake though. Or like the the CGI facial, whatever. It didn't look CGI. It didn't, but if you look very, very closely, you can see just little nuances that aren't totally human. Like the way the eyebrows kind of twitch a little bit. Uh-huh. I, I don't know, to me, it looked like the, I don't even know what it's called, the facial technology where you, not deep fake, but you know, the yeah. way they do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out when we do the Rise of the Skywalker. It's probably in and the look it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Finn bumps against the, how do you say this? Dejarjic? 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 Uh, where? Which one? The chess table. I didn't know the chess table had a name. I did not either. Mm -hmm. Dejarjic. We'll I that. would say Dejarjic. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with okay. that. The game that appears, of course, is the same game played by Chewbacca in R2-D2 in episode four. The small creature was thrown to the ground by the considerably larger creature, is seen getting back to its feet, and then smashing his larger opponent with a mace-like weapon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow! So, little, little fan serving there. I think it's still a very... I think that one was subtle. No, that I one agree was with that. Oh, that worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the same millennium fucking game. It's like, you know, exactly. it's not going to so go be there. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's see here. In summer of 2013, it was revealed that Carrie and Mark had begun a vigorous regimen of diet and exercise and stunt training to prepare for their roles of Leia and Luke. Well, they look, it, it paid off. They look great. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. First Star Wars film not to have Kenny Baker cast as R2-D2. He is, however, credited as the R2-D2 consultant. He sadly passed away August 13th of 2016 at the age of 81. Mm -hmm. Wow. May you rest in peace. At one point, Han Solo refers to many of the iconic vocabulary from the Star Wars mythos as mumbo jumbo. (laughs) This is the very same word the late Sir Alec Guinness so infamously used in interviews when complaining about the dialogue he had been given for his role in Star Wars. (laughs) That's hilarious. Nice. That's so funny. Oh, great stuff. Symbols on the flags hanging outside of Maz Kanaz Castle includes Boba Fett's Thosaur Spall, Zero, the Hutt's black sun tattoo, Hondo Anoka's pirate symbol, and several pod racer flags. This is also the symbol of the, there is also the symbol of the 501st Legion on one of the flags, which is an international fan-based organization dedicated to the construction and wearing of screen-accurate replicas of Imperial Star Wars, Stormtroopers, Armors, Sith Lords, Clone Troopers, Bounty Hunters, and other villains from the Star Wars universe. That's cool which we've talked about them a couple times. Mm-hmm. And Laura Santeca's backstory. Okay. When he, okay, at the very beginning, when Poe is getting the map from Laura Santeca, number one, they didn't tell us who he was. Didn't even know that was his name. He's not in any of the originals. He's not in any of the prequels. He's not even really in any of the cartoons. How the heck are we supposed to know who this person is? Other than if we read the book. Yeah, no, I, when I saw it, I just sort of chalked it up to, hey, it's some old guy who lives on this desert planet. So that makes me feel better because I was like, I don't know who this is, but okay. Oh, none of us did. We're all like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know who this is. So apparently a Tekka was an explorer and member I didn't know this was a thing. Member of the Church of the Force. Didn't know it was called a church. Okay. okay. And underground for non-Jedi that were not force sens- sensitive. Tekka was an ally of Luke and Leia, and he also knew Ben before he became Kylo. When Ren wiped out the Jedi Academy, Luke gave Tekka the map. Again, none of this was told to us. How were we supposed to know this? That is my question to the writers. That's annoying. So annoying. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's cool. They had, so he's like a religious leader that believed in the force but didn't practice the force, kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah well, that's cool. the first time I've heard the name Church of the Force. We have never like that has never <laughs> been said in any of the content, unless it's in the books, and I've never heard it. Though. Huh? Mm-hmm. I said I guarantee you that exists somewhere in our world, though. The Church of the Force. We should look that up. Oh, yeah. Is there I'm an actual sure Church does. of the Force? Oh yeah. <laughs> there were sure pe- there were does. people who like worshipped Alec Guinness back in the day. Well, listen, if we have people who will worship a spaghetti monster in space, I would not be shocked if we have an actual Church of yeah. the Force. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, good point. So Ray is supposed to be 19 years old in this movie and is born 11 years after the Battle of Endor. So that's where she is in that little tidbit again the whole age right say say, say it again ray ray Mm -hmm. 
Ray's 19 and she was born 11 years after the Battle of Endor. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's as in from Return of the Jedi. Yep. Mm -hmm. She would be a lot older if that were the case, right? Because it's been like, what, 40 years or something? Apparently it has not, based on this fact. No, it hasn't been like 40 years. Because then Kylo is so much older. So I guess more like 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say it's 30. How many years? In my mind, it was longer. Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. We're just going to Google it, see what the Google says. The almighty Google. It says 30 years. There we go. Okay. Okay. So 19 and 11 is, yeah, 30 years. Okay. That's 30. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. I can see. My bad. Yeah. Well, and this is where that whole age thing that I'm like, it still doesn't make sense for her to be in the family that she's in. But okay. Mm-hmm. We will get there later. Yeah. So Finn's trooper name is FN2187, which actually, and I did not catch this, is a reference to Princess Leia's cell in Star Wars. No, her cell is two one eight seven. Oh, I never. Oh, you're right. It is. I hear. I hear it now. Yeah. Here it is. Twenty one eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that until I like I was this year's old when I realized that that was that was a reference. Right now, getting it. (laughs) Yup. Wow. So Ray continues. Ray continues the tradition of just disparaging the Millennium Falcon when she calls it garbage. In the original trilogy, Luke called the Millennium Falcon a piece of junk, and mm-hmm. Leia refers to it as a bucket of bolts. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the third movie in history to reach the two billion mark after Avatar and Titanic. Wow. Not surprise me at all. Mm-mm. It actually had a budget of $245 million, which was the highest of a Star Wars film upon release. And I don't know if inflation was taken into account when it came to like the other movies and whatnot. And this is like not including the next two movies. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Elizabeth Olsen, Jennifer Lawrence, and Shaylee Woodley were considered for the role of Ray. Olsen refused the audition for the role because she was already had a contract with Marvel Studios for the role of Scarlet Witch, which I think is a better role for her anyways. Mm-hmm. And because the shoot dates for the movie overlapped with the Avengers. And then in April of 2014, JJ chose Daisy as Ray to mimic the same type of selection made by George with little known actors leading the roles because Luke or Lucas chose Carrie and Mark because they weren't well known yet for Mm -hmm. Leia and Luke. Yeah. Jennifer, I don't know if I would have saw it if Jennifer Lawrence, I love Jennifer, but it just doesn't make sense for her to be in Star Wars. She would probably be good. It's just, she was cast in everything. Yeah, she was in a lot of stuff. That's a really smart move about, uh, and I'll talk, I'll get into it later on, but um, a really smart move with casting unknown people because at the time, Jennifer Lawrence was like the face of young adult Hollywood. This is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between The Hunger Games and everything else she was casting at the time. Yeah. So. And Shailene Woodley, she she was in Secret, The Secret Life of an American Teenager. So she mm-hmm. played a pregnant teen. And then she was What's Her Face in Divergent. And. Mm-hmm. Hmm. it just seeing her in an action role like jennifer can do an action role Mm -hmm. a little Mm kind of ruined the divergent series for me gotcha it just didn't make sense for her type of acting because i saw her in the american the the secret life american teen like that made more like her acting style made more sense for that not divergent Hmm. in my opinion nothing against her it just it didn't mesh well for me sure 
Okay, in an interview for Entertainment Weekly, JJ revealed more about Maz Kanata's backstory than is communicated in the movie. Her history is that she was a pirate for a long time. She's lived over a thousand years. She's had this watering hole for about a century, and it's like another bar that you find in the corner of the Star Wars universe. Hmm. I want a Maz Kanata story, like movie Absolutely. or scene. That would be fun. Yeah. One or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's fun. She mm-hmm. reminds me of Edna. She really does. That's the first thing I thought when I saw her too. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's lightsaber blade is the first whose energy blade is always shaking or crackling. It indicates Kylo Ren's violent behavior and his feelings impregnated by the dark force, dark side of the force. Also in the Blu-ray extras, it's told that his weapon is technically not finished yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I, that. I always wondered why his lightsaber crackled and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard they, they wanted it to sound like he was angry. Like he was always angry. He mm-hmm. was always so. angry. That's true. He's like the Hulk in Star Wars. Very accurate. See here, Luke Skywalker was meant to have a much larger role in this film, but his role was trimmed back out of fear that he would take away attention from the new characters. My response to that? Yeah, don't care. He should have had a bigger part. We would have been much, much happier. That's funny. Yeah. I don't care about the new characters. I just wanted to see my Star Wars people. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Well, I mean, that's our that's our community. We we have been in community with the Star Wars family for so long. It's mm-hmm. like, why would you take us out of the Star Wars family or the Skywalker family? Yeah, no, it's 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 hard to say. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. when you're when you're a creative and then you're under the guise of the corporate mouse who has to sell things mm-hmm. yeah you know it's there's yeah. a it's it's not as free under you know the lucasfilm mm, no yeah i know right. I, I think it's odd that he sold like he was such against hollywood mm-hmm. like the, the the normal corporate hollywood for so long and he sold lucasfilms to literally the company or one of the companies that is the biggest in that realm mm-hmm. yeah it's kind yeah. of weird yeah well, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, backlash he got from the prequels, like a lot of very upset mm, fans. You probably. Know, just, I think he just got tired of it. He was like, what's the point in doing this if everyone's going to be mad at me? It's like, might as well, you know. Just get yeah. rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Last piece of info before we go into opinions. Well, official opinions. Yeah. When Ray is attempting to escape from Starkiller Base, a conversation can be heard between two stormtroopers discussing the new T-17s. Have you checked out the new T-17s? T-17s, as far as I can tell, are great improvement, blah, blah, blah. This is similar to the conversation two Star Wars stormtroopers have in the Death Star as Obi-Wan powers down the tractor beam in the original Star Wars. Have you seen the new V? VT-16? Yeah, some of the other guys were telling me about it, blah, blah, blah. George Lucas felt that the film was too was was too derivative from the original Star Wars and didn't enjoy and he didn't enjoy, oh my gosh, this is horrible grammar, didn't enjoy those constant winks, especially when they were used to the same situation. See, I had read the same thing, but he was just like, really? See, I think they did it right. I liked it. But I always like little winks back to things. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. just my my own personal preference but mm-hmm. there, there's yeah. a balance yeah, yeah it I is agree. possible to overdo it but you know it's mm-hmm. always nice to see especially mm-hmm. for you know people mm-hmm. who well, know what you're about. fans because mm-hmm. even though we had the prequels with these with this sequels this is like it, it 
when was the return of the jedi came out 83 mm-hmm. yes 83 yeah. so it has been 93 it's been almost 30 well when this came out it was probably a little over 20 years or about 20 years it was a little over 20 years once this one came out from the return of the jedi and these to me are like we have to we have to somehow bridge that 20 year gap because the prequels are happening beforehand. This is like, we're we're starting at Return of the Jedi and, and figuring out what happens afterwards. So we need some sort of gap for the new generation of Star Wars who might not understand the originals or mm-hmm. might not have watched the originals yet. We need something. And I feel mm-hmm. like in this movie to have those, those winks, those fan surfacing that whatever, it, it helps bridge that gap. And then mm-hmm. we don't need it as much in the next two. I think like, in mm-hmm. my opinion, it just needed to be in that first one. I, feel okay. like. I don't know. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See me. All right. Woo-hoo. I'll shut up. Okay. No, you won't. It's okay. You can interject. I'm just kidding. You know I love you. You know what's funny? I was listening to our very first episode this morning. Oh God. Just for fun. Uh-huh. And I said something in there about how I don't know how to stop talking. <laughs> that isn't changed it's still true however many episodes this is 100 and something <laughs> later yes still true still true anyways so as we've all said i agree this is overall a fun movie and i tried to organize this so i'm sorry if it's like a little bit all over the place and i see you've already added a note which i appreciate down here in my my notes for one of my questions that i had oh yeah, yeah. you know i'm like i haven't yeah. seen these enough to really know all the answers so anyway okay i'm sure ashley's gonna like freak out over this when she gets her opinions but han and chewy when they do their entrance i'm gonna let you like fangirl over that a little bit more but i loved it it was great it was a lot of fun it just yeah i know the little heart yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had the same dynamic, the same feel as the original trilogy. I think they did a really good job with those two characters in particular throughout the entire movie. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was a lot of fun. I liked the interactions with Finn and, and Han. <laughs> I liked when they first showed up and Finn's just like, wasn't he a war hero? And Chewie's just like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, it is and what he, it is. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I guess, you know, all right, cool. He's, he's, a, he's a bunch of things. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of sums it up. Yeah. And then when Finn and Han and Chewie are off on their mission and Finn says, hey, Solo, I'm not sure what we're walking into here. And Han's like, did you just call me Solo? And Finn says, I'm sorry, Han, Mr. Solo. That just has me cracking up. The way he does it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, Han, Mr. Solo. I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, that just made me laugh. I'm like, Poor it was Finn. so weird when he called him Solo. I remember like hearing it like Solo. I'm like, what? Whoa, Everybody whoa. was just like, I, like cringed. I'm like, what did you call him? What is happening right now? Yeah. But at the that... same time, it's like that's what people call him. Like in the you know in the original trilogy, sometimes. So it's like it should feel natural, yet it feels weird. It just it's, seems yeah, strange coming right. from him. I don't know. It just was. It was a whole awkward exchange, and I really loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. It worked. Yeah. Obviously, we have to talk about BB-8, which again, I know Ashley's gonna, yeah, uh-huh, freak out over. But he's just so freaking cute. I can't get over it. The little ball and the way he rolls around. He's precious. It's, oh my he gosh, is. it's so much fun. He is literally adorable, and he has so much personality. And then I don't know, just the way he rolls and everything, the way he can make his expressions that way, it just was great. And the little lighter is his thumbs up. Right. <laughs> like, oh. I love him. Just from the second he was on screen, I was like, okay. And he's just 
Oh, too cute, too cute. Mm-hmm. And we did get that little brief period where they were all together, the the original. So we had R2, mm-hmm. yeah, BBA and 3PO. And I was like, ah, it's just too much. <sighs> anyway, so the stormtroopers, I like that now there's a variety of them. Mm-hmm. We actually have a female stormtrooper. She's a pretty BA, Phasma. Mm-hmm. Phasma. Phasma, whatever her name is. I don't know. She's cool looking. I I was like, I can't remember how to say her name, but the just the shiny armor and she's so freaking tall and uh I know she's evil, bad, but oh my god, she is like the coolest stormtrooper ever. I just I loved her the entire time she was on screen. It was just too great. And I looked it up and the actress is like the same height as mm-hmm. Adam Driver. She's six three. Yeah, she's a tall lady. Because I was like, is she really that tall or did they do film tricks? And I looked and I was like, holy crap that lady is really that tall okay mm-hmm. so they they did good casting with her because she yeah. was very scary when she was in her scenes yeah finn and ray i enjoy their dynamic but i didn't like the little implications of like hinting at you know maybe there's gonna be a romance maybe there's not just let them be friends i don't care about the romance storyline at this point in time yeah i'm glad we agree because i was just like done with that <laughs> just who cares just let them be best friends and get through this and that's all we really need <laughs> when han and leia got back together and, and 3po just like pops in with his head and he starts <laughs> oh it's like my favorite thing in the whole movie because 3po yeah. is still so clueless oh you may not recognize me because i have a red arm i'm just like what are you doing stop right. ruining the moment yeah oh, 3po that's a throwback to the Empire Strikes Back when they're mm-hmm. about to kiss. Yes, on the exactly. Morning, he... I liked that throwback. Yeah, that throwback was cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I wish I could know exactly what R two said to three PO to make him say to make three PO say to him, "How dare you call me that?" And then literally hits him. That had me cracking up too. I don't right. know what he said, but obviously it was very R two esque. Oh yeah. Whatever it was, very rude, probably knowing R two. I know <laughs> it just from past conversations with Ashley, she's had a lot to say about Kylo and I get it, but I, you've, I don't know how you feel now, but I know like originally when it came out and I didn't know anything about these characters and I was just like, all right, whatever, Ashley, cause I didn't know what you're talking about. So I don't remember what I said. You were like, he's so whiny. And I, that's all I really remember about the conversation. I, ha- I have something to add to that now. But yes, go on. <laughs> yes, I just kind of remember that, but anyway. So I do like that Kylo is kind of a loose cannon and he can't control his anger. It's very different from Vader, who was just very menacing and calculating. And, you know, he had that, he was very scary. And Kylo is scary in the sense that you don't know what he's going to do next. Like he might murder you just because he's in a bad mood or something upset him. And I I like that kind of, you don't really know what's coming from him, but Mm -hmm. he's definitely not as scary as Vader. So as far as villains go, he's Mm -hmm. not on the Vader level at all, even though he clearly wants to be, obviously, Mm -hmm. in his way. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about Kylo a little bit more in a second. But anyway, these are just kind of like, I was trying to organize it too by like things I liked and then things I didn't like and all that. So, mm-hmm. and I like that they kept the like seventies looking future space gear for this movie. I'm glad that's continued to be a theme because I think it's so fun looking. I know it's, mm-hmm. it can kind of look dated, but I just think it's, it's fun looking. I like the helmets mm-hmm. and the, the outfits mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm glad they continued with that theme and we didn't change it up, even though it'd been 30 years as we just yeah. took on <laughs> figured out. <laughs> I'm glad they're still in that kind of realm. So I think that was very cool that they kept that. 
So I have a question. So I thought, I know like lightsabers, like anyone can pick it up and like use it, but I thought to really be able to handle it, you needed to have some sort of ability to control the force. But Finn is just like waving it around like it's no problem. I don't, but I don't know enough about it to, I just had that question when I was watching it. I I don't, Dan? No, I I don't think the force has, it helps, but okay. Like just the lightsaber itself, it's just a weapon. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. Cause I hadn't really, we haven't really seen like people who are not force users really with the lightsaber. So then I was just kind of like confused. It'd be like I was picking up a sword. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think it's what, if you want to make a lightsaber, I think having, using the force helps find your kyber crystal. But after that, I don't think. Yeah, well, matters. not just that, but actually, it requires the force to because you have to assemble oh, yeah, it without actually to touching it. it. Okay, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So okay. that's a thing. Like constructing your own lifesaver, you have to use the force, but okay. wielding it, no. Okay, cool. That's why I was like, I mean, obviously, it must not be a thing because Finn's just waving it around. But right, I just thought I would ask because <laughs> I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. All right, <laughs> Kylo slash Ben wearing the mask. I don't understand it really because Darth Vader had a mask for a reason and sounded mm-hmm. that way for a reason because you know he got all messed up in the lava and whatnot so right kind of needed yeah. it for living I was like why does Kylo do it other than I guess he wanted to be like Anakin slash Darth Vader so it was like an homage to him that's that's it right there I right fully, okay I fully believe that that's yeah. what I assumed when I was watching because I was like he clearly doesn't need it because he just keeps bopping it off constantly right. and I was like what are you doing bro I don't I don't understand what's going on with this so mm-hmm. okay so it's literally just because he wants to be like like, like Darth Vader slash yeah Darth. I think there's a whole psychological characterization thing that goes into that because Snook says he's nothing like like he's still nothing like vader ray mm-hmm. pulls that on him right it's just he his fear is that he is he he wants to be as powerful as his grandpa that's what mm-hmm. I thought. and he thinks the mask is gonna help and just all there's just a bunch okay. of psychological yeah. characters that's it's, what I was it's, thinking. Okay. it's very much like a hero worship kind of thing that's yeah, what he's I was just he, he idolizes he worships darth vader all right okay cool because anakin came back to the light but okay i have something to say yeah, about that, that but that's in him. the next one well i say snook lied to him so you know mm-hmm. yeah but i i say that in the i believe it's the no no Watch i have it, it in here wait oh, okay no i do i have it in this one okay so in a second i'll say all right and then i had a question about the compressor but ashley answered it in my notes so i was just confused because keep in mind i've not seen these movies eight million times times. to remember all these things (laughs) so i was like when han was like looking for the the button for the compressor i was like what the he doesn't know where it is but as ashley explained to me it somebody added it later so okay gotcha that explains that because in the movie i was like why does she know where it is and you don't what what is going on well no he forgot there was a compressor because there was never a compressor and Mm -hmm. he goes to go to light speed like he normally does and Mm -hmm. it does nothing and she's like you remember he put a compressor on yeah you okay gotta, gotcha gotta, yeah, i was a little confused button. on that because i was just like what just happened and this whole snoke thing i was like why he actually talks about this and this i did see his- that and i will let you dive into this a little bit more with all of your okay. star wars like knowledge but i am kind of in that realm where i was like why is he a giant Mm-hmm. during this projection i i don't understand i was confused the entire time he was on screen i'm like why is he so big this is just stupid i don't right i don't understand the point in making him a giant especially when then he's revealed and he's not 
giant. Right. He's like just an old man. Exactly. I'm like, I don't, what was the, the point? I guess it made him seem scarier, but I just thought it seemed stupid. It yeah. didn't make him seem scary to me. It just seemed kind of dumb, but yeah. The reveal of Kylo being Han's son, not as cool as the whole Vader Luke thing. And I know they're probably, you know, trying to tie all that in together, right? The mm-hmm. leaning back to the original trilogy, but at the end of the day, I was kind of like, eh, it just didn't hit the same way. It wasn't as exciting or interesting. Now, mm-hmm. maybe because I kind of knew it going into the movie the first time I saw it last year, but I was still just like, eh, about the yeah. whole thing. Like, no, I don't think it was meant to be. It was one of those like, oh, that's who he is. Okay. Okay. Because like, so, I was yeah. like, if it was supposed to be a big impact, I didn't think it really was. Gonna yeah, be. I don't think it was supposed to. Okay, cool. And then this is where I talked about it. So I said, it's kind of dumb that Kylo asked his grandfather, Anakin, for help guiding him with the dark side when it was a whole giant plot <laughs> that he went back to the light. But I mean, okay, so he didn't know. But I mean, seriously, I just, mm-hmm. it's so stupid. I just, yeah. It makes I me not... think that they're all Jedi ghosts. And there's actually a meme. <laughs> I need to find it. Uh-huh. There's a meme where it's like Obi and... Quingonjin, Yoda, all of them are like, it's kind of like you, the ancestors from Mulan. They're mm-hmm. like bickering about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's your grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And he's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, so funny. Oh my god! I'll find it. I'll find it and post it. Yes, please do. Because that's hilarious. Yeah, because that was literally me. I was just like, what? <laughs> this is not the guy you want to talk to. He's not going to help you, dude. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not part of that anymore. Okay, Ray hasn't like left the planet, right? Of Jakku, like she's just been on there, or has she traveled space? No, she's, she's been there literally since she got dropped. That's off. what I thought. Yeah. So why was she not like more excited to not be on a freaking sand planet anymore? I would she's be like on her parents, I guess. But I would just be like, oh my god, look at this place. It's like mm. probably smells better. It's pretty. It's not gross and dirty and I don't know. I just mm. felt like there would have been nice to have her acknowledge the fact that she actually escaped her nasty stupid sand planet she does say a line when they get to maz's place where she's like i never knew the world or never knew the universe had so much green yeah the expression on her face was mm-hmm. pretty amazing but mm. i don't know i just feel like it should have been a better bigger deal because i would have been freaking excited to not be on that stupid sand planet anymore i know after all those years mm-hmm. 19 years yeah no thank you feel that okay this a whole thing with Kylo and Ray and this like visions alternate alternate reality thing where they're like connected. That's wrong movie. Wrong movie. No, they started in this one because she does one of those things with him at some point. She does it more. This one in the is next interrogating movie. her. Oh, you're talking yes. about the Force. Con- I thought okay. The I thought Force you were going to thing. like what happens in Last Jedi. No, not that. No, this is okay. like the, the yeah, the force connection thing. Where he's trying to read her mind and she reads him back. So, I know, yeah. And I know Snoke's like, oh, I did it. But I just. No, Snoke did it's, what happens in Last Jedi. He didn't do this. So he didn't do this part. So why, then why is this a thing? I don't understand. Is there not related? It, it's one of I those dozens understand. of things that were never fully fleshed out. That's the okay. uh, thing about yeah, I mean, I, I, it's what I think it's one of the reasons why people were so upset that no, well, no, it's not even just that. It's there was so much set up to say Ray was something, uh-huh. and then obviously in the Last Jedi we got the opposite. But like, okay, she's force sensitive. 
And she's obviously uh-huh. as powerful as Kylo, who uh-huh. is descended from the Skywalker. So is right. she descended from the Skywalker too? That's everybody was thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's. I still hold it, to it. Thing about J.J. Abrams is that he's very much a mystery box kind of guy. He'll set things up, but then not pay him off or not explain. Yes, them. I know that. So yeah. that's kind of what I had to chalk it up to. Okay, because I just didn't understand the entire point of it. I mean, like well, I understand the point of it because she's supposed to help Kylo tension, see the light right. and and all that. Yeah, yeah. but just I guess because it wasn't really explained, I was just like, "What the f, man?" I just well, and you have and idea. what I think some Star Wars fans and I kind of had this thought at first when he's trying to i mean mind reading is a thing in in the jedi world Mm -hmm. and when he's trying to get the thoughts out of her that's normal and he's trained to do that he he's been given the training Mm -hmm. to to do that but she has had literally no training right he doesn't even know she can use the force at this point right and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. she's able to break through his training and get him but i mean it kind of makes sense because he's not he has a lot of issues where he has a lot of like issues uh-huh. where he could have fissures to to break in, but right. uh-huh. just in my mind, I'm like, she doesn't even know what she's doing. How is she doing this already? Right. Which she also no clue. also brings me to the when she does the mind trick thing. Yeah. With the storm, I was like, I don't. I want to know how she knows how to like knows to even do that. That was just so confusing to me because I'm just like, but she literally doesn't even know that she knows how to do anything with the force at this point. So I just those plot points really bothered me i just i didn't like it because mm-hmm. it just wasn't i i explained well enough i guess it's kind of yeah i i sort of shocked it up as like it's a reflex like it's something she's always kind of had and then when she's mm-hmm. in the point where it's either you know give into this or fight back she fights back the way she knows how which just happens to be the force mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. you know again it's okay. one of those like i don't know it, it, it I, I get what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> Yeah. And then the whole thing with Kylo going dark too. I just feel like there were things mm-hmm. I wish were explained more and we have more of a backstory for to make yeah. the movie make more sense and make it going forward make more sense. Cause I'm just like, okay, so Kylo's bad. Okay. Something happened. He had all these bad mm-hmm. thoughts, but why? I wanted just more information. As cause we got right. I think it's because we had all this crap with Anakin. <laughs> like we know what happened with Anakin, right? Like yeah. That was very well explained throughout movies, TV shows, all of that. We know what happened to Anakin. And then we just have to meet Kylo, who's got Han and Leia and Luke in his life. And then this is how he turns out. And I just wanted more information as to why he turned out that way. I just chalk it up to he's a Skywalker. I mean, yes, it's in him, right? Because we know <laughs> just... we know Anakin and we know Luke has struggled with it. So I get that part. But I just wish there was a little bit more information as to yeah. what made him you know start to have those thoughts and feel that way i feel like jj played off of the the books that are now considered legend because in the in the Mm look in the i never read them i looked all of this up on wiki to get the the gist yeah but apparently in all the legends luke goes dark for a long time right his kid goes dark for a long time han and leia's kids go dark for a long time but it's only the males like if you Mm -hmm. look in the legends only Skywalker males go dark mm-hmm. and all of the females don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Leia never hit dark. Leia has a daughter in the legends and she never goes dark. She actually has to kill one of her brothers, her twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So Ben actually was, Ben is supposed to be Luke's son in the mm-hmm. legends and mm-hmm. he, they made him Han and Leia's instead. Okay. So it, I think that probably if JJ is a big fan of Star Wars, as I'm 
I think he might be he probably knew a lot of that and and might have mm-hmm. pulled that in without explaining it yeah I wish they would have just spent more time for people like me who are like I'm not <laughs> I'm not reading all that and last year I hadn't watched any of the cartoons or anything so it was mm-hmm. like really limited on how much information I had on Star Wars yeah. I just wish there was, some of it was more fleshed out. So again, like we had said, the movie does a lot of fan service, which is cool, the the callbacks and all that. But I do wish kind of the main storyline wasn't as much of a repeat as the original trilogy, where we have the big bad and they're going to destroy the planets and they have this big ship and blah, blah, blah. And now there's that a resistance and they're going to fight them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish that it had done like included the original characters but i just wish there had been a different kind of storyline you still could have had some sort of you know the what i don't know if you whatever you want to call it the empire two and versus the first, first order. order yeah i mean the first order is kind of like a generic name but something maybe a cooler name yeah. <laughs> for it but it's it's what it is now but to me it just was like i feel like you just are repeating the first movie setup and I just mm-hmm. I wish they had done something a little bit different with but kept the same characters the same feel but not kind of set up for the repeating storyline mm-hmm. and yeah I'll talk about it more next time when we get into the next movie but I also I enjoyed the movie but I don't know how much of it was a good setup for three movies total like a trilogy I don't know how well it set up the characters and the storyline and everything. And at the end of the day, when you read about it, they had nothing planned out. And I'm just like, what are you doing? If you're going to do a trilogy, you need to have the trilogy kind of planned out and not switch directors and writers and all of that in between the movies. I I comment on that in the next show. And I can't do you remember. <laughs> okay. Yes. Cause Ryan Johnson. I don't know Johnson, if I read all of your notes. Yeah. Ryan Johnson who took over. Actually, oh, you did say something about that. See, I just don't remember what I said. We'll save it for the next movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you did say because you read the the first. Yeah. This yeah information. Yeah, our trivia is a little long on the next movie, but it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's an enjoyable movie, a standalone movie. It's good, but I just to me, I was just like, I felt like there were some things missing, and and it was just too much of a repeat of what we'd already seen. So it would have been mm. nice to have a little bit more originality, and then explaining some of it a little bit more. So I'm not sitting here like, I don't understand what's happening. Why this has never been a thing that I've seen. Why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, but otherwise it was fun and it had a lot of good things in it and a lot of cool characters that I introduced. And I didn't even mention Poe, but you know, Ashley's like a giant big fan of him. So, right, I am. Aren't you, don't you like him a lot? No? Oh, okay. Never I mind mean, I, I, I do like his character. Mm-hmm. I don't, did I write something? I don't know. I didn't read. You had too many notes. I'm not going to even pretend I read all of those. It's uh, like a yeah. freaking novel. I am not a Poe fan when I get to the next movie. Okay. I like Poe in this one and then he yeah. annoys me. Maybe I just remember you one. saying you liked his character in this one. That might be what I'm Possibly. remembering. Yeah. He, he was a lot cooler in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the He's second. an idiot in the second one. I'm glad we agree because I didn't want to say anything too mean about him because I thought you... That makes me feel better. Yeah, I was like the whole movie. I was just like, what that okay. droids, droids and solo. That is my people. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of oh, yeah. that's kind of all I got other than things I remember as we go along. So yeah. Yeah. Dan Dan. Hey, my turn. OK, Yay. my mine was wow. Mine was longer than I thought it was. 
That's all good. So before I actually get into it, I something occurred to me last night when I was reading some of y'all's comments, and I never even realized it until just then. So I have to comment on it about the casting, about casting, um, mm. you know, the, the pattern of casting unknowns. Mm -hmm. And it really stood out to me because that's one thing that's actually been fully consistent from original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and mm -hmm. sequel trilogy mm -hmm. is casting unknown actors as the main characters and then casting them alongside like veteran actors mm -hmm. as the either, you know, supporting characters or villains. You know, you had Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harry Ford. Right. Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. There we go. Harry Ford. Hey, it's Harry. I was like, oh, oh Harry. Okay. <laughs> Harry Ford. Yeah, because nobody knew who they were except Harrison Ford. He was in American Graffiti, but then they're cast alongside Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing, you know, mm -hmm. this vet, these veteran actors. Mm -hmm. And then in the prequel trilogy, they do the same thing. Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman. Nobody really knew who, you know, Natalie Portman kind of, but most people, most of them, pretty unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. alongside Liam Neeson, Samuel Jackson, Christopher Lee. Mm -hmm. And then here we go into the sequel era. You have Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, mm -hmm. cast alongside Mark Hamill, Garrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. So it's like mm -hmm. that full circle who would, you know, the ones who were originally unknowns are now the veterans. Mm -hmm. And I never even cool. realized. Yeah. And I was like, I never even thought about it until last night. It's like, wow. It's there's so many patterns in Star Wars that are always repeating themselves, and I think that's mm -hmm. just so cool. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Tis, mm -hmm. yeah. So I like that. This was. I'm not a guy who sees movies more more than once in a theater. Typically, it's a one and done usually for me. I saw this one three times in the theater. Wow. I'm so, so proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I don't. I typically don't. I think I saw the Avengers twice. That's about it. But mm -hmm. this one, yeah, I literally went out and bought three tickets, saw it three times. That's how that's how excited I was. I'm I'm a multi-person. I probably uh, saw this multiple multiple times in theaters. Understandable. Oh gosh, understandable. <laughs> you know, because it reignited my love for Star Wars. Like I said, you know, mm -hmm. with the pre with the prequels, you know, it was kind of like a lot of people were kind of done with Star Wars movies. So it, mm -hmm. it, I'm in that category. It reminded me why I love Star Wars so much. Mm -hmm. You know, that sense of fun and adventure and, you know, the mm -hmm. the community, that buddy-buddy kind of relationship. You know, Finn and Poe, that bromance, you know, definitely mm -hmm. my one of my favorite relationships that I mm -hmm. wish we got more of uh, yeah. later on. Tell me so about it. So I was always sad about that. And, you know, the return to that gritty, like you said, grubby sort of, uh, you know, lived-in mm -hmm. kind of look. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I noticed when I saw the, the trailer. So I was like, this looks like you know, the atmosphere of the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that stormtroopers actually look menacing. They look scary, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing, a uh, testament to J.J. Uh, Abrams. He knows how to make things scary. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. with all his flaws, he, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely very good at that. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, stopping a blaster file with the force? Like, when have we seen that before? I was like, okay, this is new. I know. I'm like, wait a second. They can do that? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> right. Like, she was, she was like, they did it. All right. All right. This is cool. new. I like it. I like it. Shows you how powerful he is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first exchange between Poe and Kylo Ren. And so that's his work. You talk first or I talk first. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's like the good old snarky star wars banter that's what i miss that's very mm -hmm. very empire strikes back yes i, I, was, I was i was very happy to see that again you know like i said the finpo bromance like as soon as they established their friendship and then they escaped on the tie fire it was like i'm on a roller coaster i am in the mm -hmm. middle of a theme park and i am here for it <laughs> yeah you know, i felt like i was on the ride with them 
Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I love, love Ray's theme music. Beautiful. Agreed. And that's actually, that's the first thing that I noticed when we were introduced to her, you know, when she's on that, she's sliding down that hill and they're playing mm-hmm, the theme music. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm like, this is okay. So new theme music, new character, new era mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm in, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Very happy. I was, you know, really excited. You know, so many quotable lines, the, uh, you know, one quarter portion. <laughs> Love that. I, I quote that every time I watch that movie, which, by the way, it wasn't mentioned in the trivia, but that was uh, Simon Pegg, by the way. I don't know if you um, that. I did not know that. I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. No. That was not in the trivia. Like, and I went through every single piece of trivia. Stupid right. IMD yeah. me. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was, I'm pretty sure that was him. Like a, a lot of like fairly known actors were like, they gave, got the opportunity like, Hey, you want to be in this? Or like, Hey, yeah, I want to be part of star Wars. Are you kidding me? Well, there's like a rumor that the, the stormtrooper that Ray like did the mind trick on was Daniel Craig, but that is he true. hasn't, that is, true. is it true? Cause yeah, he didn't hop to it right away. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember what the process was, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I love how she, I love how Ray lives mm-hmm. in an abandoned AT-AT walker. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And just the fact that Jakku itself is literally just a junkyard for the galaxy. For real. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you think of Tatooine, you think of like, okay, it's a crime planet, but you don't think of planets, entire planets used for just scrap parts. Like that's their purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah. A junkyard planet, you know, full of old empires, you know, old empire junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I um, thought that was pretty cool. And this is one thing that, okay, this is what I was talking about with uh, the time passing between the two eras, is that when she hears about Luke Skywalker, she's like, oh, I thought he was a myth. I'm like, bro, it's been like 30 years. How how, how does it take three decades for a guy to pass into a myth? <laughs> that's that'd, be like me, that'd be like me saying Kurt Cobain. I thought he was a myth. It makes you know no I mean? sense. That's like, really? Yeah. Really? The guy who kind of... I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess well, it's a big save the universe. Okay. I mean, the first order is taking over. We don't know when the first order took over. They could. I mean, governments change history. Propaganda. Maybe propaganda. Yeah. Where she was on that planet, it might be very heavily empire based, or sorry, first order based. Right. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh no, he was just a legend. That didn't actually happen. Like they could have raised could the be. kids telling them that. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely possible. Definitely possible. But- I, I mean, it's been what, how many, I mean, it was still 30, 40 years later and people were still like, oh no, the Holocaust was a myth. True. That True. is actually a really good analogy That's a, that, for that. Valid point. Valid point. Yeah. And stupid. And it very, wasn't a myth, people, just FYI. No. Stupid. No. But um, anyway. Okay, so then going forward to uh, when when Ray and Finn, when they escape <laughs> yeah. on the Falcon, so this funny. one no 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 if you don't do that this whole place is gonna be flooded with gas i was like again that star wars bickering <laughs> so between hilarious. characters she's just it's, like i'm pointing at it i'm pointing right <laughs> at it get it lady what? okay <laughs> she's so concerned he's like got a boyfriend cute boyfriend it's you like, want, boyfriend? you're trying you to save us right now why does everyone want to go back to jakku <laughs> yeah it's just that look oh, on her face like because i had to get back to jakku like there's that look on her face yeah, I just I, that that's again just right back to the Empire Strikes Back. Just that's that bickering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much yep. fun, so much fun. And then when he's trying to get BBA to like convince her that he's part of the resistance, Boy, please, yeah, please, please, <laughs> just just do it. Just, 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 just. I, love, I love how BBA 
like does his little side his little like side thing he's like exactly. please like he like valley girls it almost. <laughs> oh my like, personality yeah so good like, so good it's like oh thank you like we said before then the lighter yeah uh, yeah so great <sighs> i'm gonna watch this movie after we're done i'm just saying it now it's going on my tv later <laughs> there you go there you go I'm personally wondering what the first order budget looks like for uh, Kylo Ren's temper tantrums. They surely have just like a bucket for that. And an, just an entire section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just totally line. set aside. Yep. Exactly. Kylo Ren's tantrums. Right. Uh, uh, here yeah, we go again. Yeah. Okay. So put in a work order for this. What's it? Oh, it's Kylo Ren. Whatever. <laughs> they just know. They just know. Okay. So going back to what you were saying about 40 foot Snoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I was with you on that. I initially was like a little annoyed. I was like, really we're going with a giant bill like it's a little too lord mm-hmm. of the rings for my taste mm-hmm. so i'm like all right i'm i'm iffy but we'll see and then i realized realizing it was a hologram so i was like mm-hmm. okay okay so he's not actually that tall mm-hmm. when i was watching it the other day oh, when i was sort of big. kind of very big but I was, I was sort of refreshing myself and i realized the room they were in looked like kind of a temple sort of thing because if you look at the area around them, it looked like it had like, you know, seatings, like pews or like, like at a church or like some kind of like. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about in the ship or are you talking about like when he actually goes and sees him in The Last Jedi? Was it, was that the ship? I guess it was the ship. So yeah. he doesn't actually like he see like where Snook is until we go to The Last Jedi. Until we yeah. go to The Last Jedi. But I mean, like in the, area, in the room that he's communicating him with, yeah. like there's, it looked like there were kind of like seats and stuff around it. Like yep. in a way that would have been like mm-hmm. some kind of cult or something with Alpha Snoke being has like, a cult. exactly. So mm-hmm. it's not to me out of the question that Snoke would set something up like that, like yeah. make himself into a giant godlike character mm-hmm. when all these people are, you know, the Knights of Ren, whoever they are, are like beneath him. We need so. a TV series on the Knights of Ren. And that was exactly my next point. I was like, who, who are, are the Knights of Ren? <laughs> Like yeah. they never will. They never fleshed them out. It's like some kind of extremist cult, a new faction of the Sith. Like, what are these people? And they gave us nothing on it. I have a fan theory. Oh, let's. What is that? What's your fan theory? I think the Knights of Ren are the twelve students from Luke Skywalker's temple. That could be. Oh. That could be. I think. Yeah. I think Ben brought them with him and created the Knights of Ren. That, that is my I theory. See that. I could see that. I have no like clue it. if it's right, but it's my theory. Yeah. I'm going to take it because otherwise I don't it. understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I think some people kind of alluded to that as well. I, I saw something in like the, I think it was a Lego Star Wars where they were saying like the Knights of Ren were just this other cult that was trying to recruit him or something. I it's Lego Star Wars. I don't know. Do, do what Who, knows? That. <laughs> Who knows? But um, <sighs> and so, okay. So one thing that really stood out to me when I first saw it is Oh, actually, no, this is different. Um, okay, yeah, what we were saying about the helmet. Yeah, no, I totally bought that Ben slash Kylo was really, only reason he had the helmet was that he was just trying to pose as Darth Vader, trying to be Darth Vader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the black mask and the cape and all that stuff. Like, it felt like a cheap knockoff because it mm-hmm. was a cheap knockoff. Like, it was supposed yeah, yeah. to feel like a cheap knockoff. And I totally dug that. Like, he was, like, like you said, he was menacing, but in the sense that he was a loose cannon mm-hmm. and he was, you know, just trying to be something that, you know, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to imitate his idol, but just being really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I thought that completely fit his character, like, very well. I agree. And, and then beyond that, like, the biggest difference between both him and Anakin, you know, Anakin, 
no matter what he did, he always tried to do what's right. Like his goals were always to help people and protect mm -hmm. people and save the people. And he felt that pull to the dark side. Whereas Ben, he wants to be evil. Like he mm -hmm. wants to be dark. He wants that power, but he keeps being mm -hmm. pulled back to the light. So it really kind of, it, it for me, it highlighted the biggest differences between those characters. Because mm -hmm. Anakin, you know, they both did the same thing, but for different reasons. You know, Anakin was mm -hmm. driven by obsession. Whereas mm -hmm. Ben, it was like straight up pride and ego, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? And it's it, to me, I was really fascinating seeing just why it worked, you know, being sucked into the dark, having that power worked for one, didn't mm -hmm. work for another guy. You know, he was just, mm -hmm. he, he was a, prideful guy you know just trying and, and it just it was crumbling which we got more into in the last jedi we'll get to but um yeah you know all, yeah. all that really just started to crumble around him so mm -hmm. yeah but I, I thought that was a really valuable choice to go with that not with it's not anakin 2.0 in other words no yeah yeah so i thought that was great yeah i'm really glad they didn't make a carbon copy or try to make a carbon copy of darth vader i mean I jj agree. probably knew you can't do that Right. And and thankfully he was the one to start us off on here because I don't trust Brian Johnson enough to think mm -hmm. that he wouldn't try to make a carbon copy. Fair enough. But yeah. 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 I mean, aesthetically we got some similarities, like the long hair and everything. But yeah, you know, like you, young, you have attractive, like aesthetics is fine, but mm -hmm. if you try to do the exact same personality, it's not gonna work. No, yeah, no, it no. would not have been good. Exactly. So this next one's sort of a comment on like uh, the you know the the plot for plot mimic of uh, a new hope. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people you know they got to Maz's bar and they were like, oh, it's just another version of the cantina. And you know, I was sitting there, I was like, okay, plot wise, yes, obviously it's you know same point in a New Hope, mm -hmm. you know where they go to a similar place. But you have to remember Han Solo being a smuggler. You know, he obviously does business all over the galaxy, and mm -hmm. this these are exactly the type of places where he would, you know, go to do business and to make contacts and to network mm -hmm. and everything. So it's like the cantina is just one of many places in the in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it makes sense. Yeah, so, well, I, so I was that was totally about that. We saw a type of cantina in the Han Solo movie. We see a different type of cantina in. Mm -hmm in the book like you guys don't read the books but in when i read the book i've read a couple books that are about smugglers in the mm -hmm. star wars universe and you see different types of cantinas but they all have the same feel because they all have the same type of people they're usually right. on those like desolate planets is because it's the only place you can hide out so it's it makes sense for it to be similar mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. definitely definitely i thought it was really cool how you know when ray when she first like touched the lightsaber like for the first mm -hmm. time, because you always hear stories about people, you know, meditating in the forest and the, you know, all that, and they see these visions mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. premonitions and whatnot. But mm -hmm. aside from that tiny bit in the prequels with Padme dying, we really don't actually get to see what they see. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really cool to actually get like a full on experience of what it is to see a vision within the force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially someone really cool. who's not, yeah, and especially the fact she's not trained. So of course it's like overwhelming. It's like I'm just slipped into the multiverse. Like what just mm -hmm. happened to me? <laughs> And like, and I like how the first vision she has is like her running through the same hallway that Luke ran through in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, Han and Leia reunite. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nerd tears. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. I, I'm going to be honest. I had nerd tears through this whole movie when I first saw it. On the oh, yeah. No, I think I, think, I, I, think think I, think I cried the whole did. time. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. Mm. Okay, and then I, I commented it again. Later gets to the scene. She escapes and then he destroys the chair. I'm like, okay, seriously, is there a specific insurance plan set aside 
every time something is wrong. It's like if you were a loved one, have served on the First Order, and had a piece of equipment destroyed by Kylo Ren, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Seriously. <laughs> That's all he does. That's all he does. He just, he just gets mad and and then it's like that it. poor this poor stormtrooper is walking by there like whoa, whoa 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 okay he's doing this thing again we're going this way it's so Smartest funny i died laughing when the they were just whole, like in the whole franchise <laughs> smartest stormtroopers in the whole franchise it was the best thing ever we were dying laughing we were watching it and they just were like okay yeah not doing this again <laughs> so good Another comment on just just rage screaming. I'm pretty sure you can make an entire album of just Finn screaming for Ray. You know, Ray! <laughs> and you know, just set up some like guitars and stuff. Oh, I don't sell it crazy. Um, you know, both him and Ben just screaming. You know, just Ray traitor. <laughs> you know, just just the, 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 you know, there's a lot a lot of there is a lot of rage screaming. In this a lot of rage movie. screaming in all of these movies, really. Yeah. That's not a normal thing. It's not. No, I, I I wonder if that's just a comment on our generation. Are we just full of rage? Is that it? Is that what? I don't know. Have you met our generation? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm. Weird. Weird. Is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the scene, the saddest scene. I I, I I saw it coming, but I saw it sort of unconsciously coming. We all saw it we saw it coming well the minute they cast that harrison ford was on board with it i was like they're gonna kill him off, kill him <laughs> yep. off. that's the yep. only way yep. that they got yep. him to come back to doing this movie mm-hmm. and uh then he you know when he walks out and uh it's like when they're standing face to face i'm like oh he is going to die this is it this is where this is this yep. is how it happens sure enough there it is you know as sad as it was i was i was like you know i get it i get it i saw it coming it hurts, but I accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't accept. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He. It was he a did. good way to go out, though. He was. He died noble. I mean, it he was. died reaching out to love his son. He, he mm-hmm. died loving his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just i I remember being in the theater and he starts. He's he all of a sudden I hear him when he says when he yells Ben. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he does that, I'm like sitting there and tears are already starting to come. I'm like, don't do it. Don't go mm-hmm. on that bridge. Like the whole time I'm like, don't go on the bridge. Don't go on the bridge. Stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are yeah. you on the bridge? And I'm yeah. like saying it out loud in the theater. <laughs> no one heard me. But when that lightsaber like came out, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the whole thing, I'm pretty sure my theater, like we all screamed. Oh yeah. I believe mm-hmm. it. <sighs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not over it. No, I don't think I don't think anyone's that ever is, gonna get over that it. That is one character death that I'm like, nope, I can't. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I'm never gonna get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was that right. that was that was rough. I can accept Leia passing. I can mm-hmm. accept Luke passing. I cannot accept Han. No. Fair enough. Um, it's like Fred from from Harry Potter. I I deny it and I don't accept it. <laughs> yeah. Feel that. Uh, anyway. Okay, so this is another thing that, you know, again, back up to, you know, how is Lei or how is Rey connected to all these characters? You know, Han Solo dies, they return to the planet, Leia and Rey have never met before. Why does she hug her? While Chewie just exactly. kind of walks away, yep. I, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, it's like they really inadvertently set Rey up to be somebody. Hmm. You know, it's like whether they decided to go with it or not, I'm like... Mm-hmm. It's like just, just give me some consistency, man. 
So yep. I don't know. Just one of those, one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, just and, and then of course seeing Luke again for the first time. You know, just it's it's crazy how he doesn't have to say anything yet he just conveys so much emotion. That was great. Yeah, like we it all was. felt. Turn around. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, Metal hands. I was just like <laughs> mm, just questions and feelings and all that stuff. Well, it was almost like it was it's almost like he kind of the power well and it might just be because we we love him so much but his power almost felt very like Darth like Darth Vader like not like evil power but just like the sure sense of him being there where like mm. you didn't have to do anything you just felt it and it's just like yeah. Vader you don't have to that do anything bigness. you just feel it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely I agree uh, yeah it's a good way to look at it yeah mm-hmm. I definitely I, I definitely see that so yeah, all in all, this movie, it, it really had this feel of like, you know, dusting off this old giant, let's dust off this old junk and kind of pull the sheets off from things that have been kept and stored and say, hey, see if this old stuff still works. Hey, look, it still works. You know, that's the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of feel, every reveal, like pull the sheet off. Hey, it's a Millennium Falcon. Pull the sheet off. Hey, it's R2. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's been been tucked away for a while, but it's still mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, it's fan service. Yes, but I personally saw it as like a necessary fan service. Agreed you know so it's reigniting the old love and you know it's a nice restart to the excitement and the fun and uh, i loved every second of it so there you go there you go okay ready for my manifesto oh yes here we go hey actually i talked about some of this already so let's Mm -hmm. move over the parts i've already done but i i mean i gotta talk about bb8 you already Mm -hmm. alluded to him but i love him i love all his scenes he's a feisty little guy but i believe he has a better mouth than r2 I don't think he cusses up a storm like R2 does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it made me so sad when he like sees R2 and R2 is like shut down and he's like trying to wake him up. Like he's a little Mm -hmm. puppy trying to wake up the big dog. Mm -hmm. And in C3 feels like he he powered down. He hasn't been the same since Luke left in my heart. Just like, oh, R2. Mm -hmm. Because it's so sad. Literally this poor droid. He, He was with Anakin and Anakin betrayed him. Now Luke left him. It's like, mm-hmm. no wonder this, he doesn't have his memory wiped. He remembers mm-hmm. everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And and now is just like shut down. I'm like, I get it, R2. I get it. You are, you, you have a lot going on yeah. for a droid okay. emotionally. So, so all my thoughts are kind of in the order of the movie, but like some, some of the things like I thought was interesting. I'm like, oh, they intentionally did a placement of general. So we knew that she's no longer princess Leia. She mm-hmm. is now general Leia. Mm-hmm. So they like intentionally did those things. But what really got me when I watched this movie the other day, and I think I got, I think it hit me when I, when I first saw it, but it's like, oh, look, stormtroopers that can actually hit their targets. Mm-hmm. Look at Massacres that. Massacres aren't good, but you know, progress on, you know, shooting something. Mm-hmm. Of course, they hit their targets when their massacres happening. Mm-hmm. But it is, they finally took away that joke. Like, we don't have that joke of stormtroopers not hitting anything anymore. Right. They actually do hit stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I I agree with you on Ray's intro. Her music is phenomenal, but but seriously, did we have to do another desert planet? <laughs> this is the third time we've it's had like to poetry, do it so it yeah it's just like oh i'm like i know they they really are they really did set it up to be like a new hope mm-hmm. but there has to be something else that represents loneliness and despair there has to be it doesn't have to be a desert planet every time mm-hmm. i also thought it was interesting like i really look at like they set up ray to be just like another slave 
Anakin mm-hmm. was a physical slave. Luke was a slave to his aunt and uncle's way of life. And then Ray was a slave to the scavengers. Like mm-hmm. she couldn't go anywhere. I really could do a whole analyst on the importance of this archetype in all three mm-hmm. trilogies, but we don't have time for that. But like them staring off into the distance, wishing for a better tomorrow. It's just, we keep using the same archetype and I love it. I, I love this movie, but if we do another trilogy, if we do any new characters, we need to do a different hero archetype. We've mm-hmm. used the same one three mm-hmm. times in a row it needs to change i feel that i agree uh, i've already said i had mixed feelings about finn i do love the bromance but the uh, sammy love triangle i get i'm right there with you. no thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. oh i just screamed the falcon <laughs> why don't we use that one that one's garbage the garbage will do it's hilarious oh my goodness okay i am still okay I need Dan's help on this. Mm-hmm. In the Millennium Falcon, there are two guns, correct? I Yes, I believe so, yes. Because Han's in one and Luke is in one. Yeah, seems right. Right? Okay. In the scene where Finn is shooting the gun and it gets stuck, why didn't he just get up the ladder and go to the other gun? Did he know there was another one, though? But it's literally a long hallway. You had to, like, if you looked one way, it's a gun. If you looked the other way, it's a gun. I feel like he could. Maybe he was just stressed and he just wasn't thinking. I don't know. He's overwhelmed. It just annoys me for some reason. I'm like, there's literally a second gun and you're just sitting there. You don't even look around to see if there's something else you can do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just, he moved really quickly and did get a chance to look at, hey, there's another one. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So. You you said that I call Kylo whitey. Yes. So he has a temper. I mean, he does. He has his parents' temper. Leia has a temper and Han has a temper. And then pulling from what you have called Luke, he has his uncle's whiny nature. Like it's a, com- it's a combination. <laughs> Am I wrong? Mm, yeah, I definitely see it. You can tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. No, no, no. It's, it's, he's very much, he's, I can see where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say he's whiny. Cause I think he gets it from Luke when Luke was younger. Cause Luke was whiny when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love me the Han Solo quotes, which is pretty much every line he says, Chewie were home. Oh my gosh. When they walked in and said that all of the waterworks, all mm. the waterworks, it was beautiful yeah. moment. You can understand that thing. Yeah. And that thing can understand you too. I just, the <laughs> him and Chewie's things and yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole thing about, isn't he a rebellion general? No, he's a smuggler. Isn't he a war hero? He did the castle run 14 parsecs. He's like 12. And just that whole, <laughs> like bringing in who he is. Just, mm-hmm. I, I love it. When he hears Luke's name, his face, just how it drops and just the emotion just got me every time. Uh, I love when he's like, I'm going to talk my way out of this. And she was like, rrr, rrr. And he's like, yes, I do every time. And it's like, yep. no, no, you don't every time. No, you <laughs> don't No, That's not how the force works. Great meme line that we use for everything. Yep. I got about feel. I got a bad feeling about this when he said it. I'm like, oh, good. It needed to be given to us by him. And then never ask that question until after I've done it is in my mind was just a different version of don't tell me the odds. Cause we mm-hmm. didn't have the, don't tell me the odds in this. Of course he says, come on, baby, don't let me down, which is, I mean, how else is he going to get the Millennium Falcon to work? And then just when he looks at her, he's like, huh, 
I'm like, you are a man of little words. I don't know. Good old I love Han Solo. That's mm-hmm. Han being Han. Yeah. And then the when he's like, I'm trying to be helpful. And Leia's like, when did that ever help? And don't say the Death Star. I'm oh, like, funny. oh, this. I would have loved to see them like actually together and see like their bickerness in their marriage. I thought it'd be hilarious to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought the supreme leader kind of came out of nowhere there's no backstory we don't understand where he came from we at least knew where Sidious came from to an extent mm-hmm. before the prequels but I don't know it just kind of seemed out of nowhere because he in my mind I'm like are you trying to make another Sidious and of course we find out later he's pulling all the strings anyways but it didn't make any sense mm-hmm. in my brain at first okay I and I think I say this pretty much in all of my comments seriously when Han and Ray are in the cockpit and she plucks the mechanism out of out and go and he goes the huh how can you not see the possibility of him being her father like there's little moments throughout that movie like as I was watching it again I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to write her at like in my brain I'm like I know she's not going to be related to the Skywalkers like this time around Mm -hmm. when I was watching it for the podcast but as I was watching it I couldn't help but notice there was these little moments where I'm like it's very set up for her to be a Skywalker. Little similarities. Mm-hmm. There's those yeah. little similarities. Or maybe not, maybe not Hans. Maybe Luke had a little fling and he has a daughter out there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just made more sense in my brain as I was watching this movie that they had her set up as a Skywalker and not a stinking Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to talk more about that as we get into the rise of Skywalker. But that's mm-hmm. where my brain was going. I didn't understand how she yeah. could know what the Jedi Jedi Warrior is. I don't even think Luke knew what that was when he started out. So that was weird to Wait, me. The, the what? The Jedi Warrior. Like There's the original the Jedi Temple thing, right? So where Luke is, it's called the Jedi Warrior. I or, I or something. You never heard that line from her? She says it in the movie. I guess I didn't. I can't yeah. think of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it because I Googled like a it. map to Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Like a map to Skywalker. And Han's talking about the original Jedi Temple. And she's like, oh, the Jedi Warrior. And I'm like, how do you know what that uh, is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it made no sense to me. I guess it was like in the was. dreams that she said she had. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Han saying it was all true just melted my heart to hear him like actually give in to the force for the first mm-hmm. time ever. Mm-hmm. Oh. That moment where, even though it was like just a second, when when Ben moved away and we saw the the Darth Vader helmet and the his theme song came on, every time it's like chills. I'm like, ooh, yep. still scary mm-hmm. after yeah. all this yeah. time. Yeah, he's dead and he's still scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, Sammy kind of mentioned the name weirdness, and as I was thinking about it when I was watching the movie, I was like, can we talk about how we go from the Sith, pretty menacing. Mm-hmm. to the empire mm-hmm. still menacing mm-hmm. to the first order I'm like i'm yeah. sorry behind the power behind the name kind of disappeared mm-hmm. in my opinion i don't see the first order as an evil name i don't know i i, I saw it as like a, another version of i mean a, like a, a third reich kind of thing a what or like, like like the third reich or like something like you know so, something I saw it as like a fascist kind of kind of regime. You know what I mean? Like I saw, mm. you know, I saw it as like, I don't know. To me, it's it's not menacing so much as like a fascist kind of 
kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense as an e it makes sense like as a bad guy name, but I guess just I'm so in my brain, I'm like, okay, we have the Sith. Mm -hmm. The Sith we know is just, we know the evil behind the Sith. We see the evil behind the Sith. Mm -hmm. We see the evil behind the empire. We have Darth, and it might just be the, it might just be the, the bat, the, the dark side Jedi or whoever's in charge at that point, because of the mm -hmm. Sith, we had like Maul. Maul was, <laughs> Maul was very menacing. True. Mm -hmm. We have Sidious when he finally kind of shows his side. We, mm -hmm. we, Dooku wasn't as menacing as I thought he should be, but, but he was evil. And so we had those evil people for the Sith. And then the Empire, you have Palpatine being in its face. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And you have Vader. Vader is like this menacing person. Mm -hmm. He chills when he walks into a room. And then you have the First Order. So maybe it's not as evil to me because Kylo is so torn that yeah. it just doesn't. Maybe, yeah. And all the other, the other two are just one word. And this one takes two. So I don't know if it's mm. like my word, my literature word brain that I'm like, why, why do we change? I think that's what bothered me. Yeah. Let's yeah. Two names. I just, I, I just, I keep seeing Hux in his little, like, you know, weasel little speak, you know, like <laughs> the first order. Like you have to say it like. Uh, See, I laugh when he says it like that. Uh, Hux really cracks me up. Oh, goodness. Okay. I really don't think Finn fell in love with Ray. I think because he was deprived his love as a soldier mm -hmm. and the first person to show him any sort of care, he latches on to. Okay. So I feel like he's kind of got this weird Stockholm syndrome thing with Ray. That makes more sense. I never That's, saw it that way, but I can see it now. I didn't see it until I watched it again. Mm -hmm. That's what came to my brain. I could see how their relationship could be unhealthy. Yeah. Finn mm -hmm. and uh, Ray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's really no healthy relationships in this in this Star Wars trilogy, in my opinion. Actually, really, there's no really yeah. healthy relationships in any of them. I was going to say, I don't know what you've been watching, but <laughs> I don't think any of them are really. I would say if we're not talking romantic, maybe Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. We're, not yeah. friendships. If yeah, we're not talking, we're talking romantic, if we're talking friendships. Yeah, we're just I'm just talking yeah. romantic on just this romance. one. Yeah, romantic. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, friendship-wise, there's, yeah, Quinn and... Quinn and Obi. Oh, Kanan and Hera. Kanan and Hera. Yeah, our only oh, one. Oh, true. Our only yeah. one. And then they kill yeah. them. We so. lose him, right. so you That's know. Nice. Thanks, Star Wars. But it was healthy for a time. Yeah, like two minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The blue lightsaber, how it reached out to her. For me, I feel like... Okay, I'm just going to read what I said. Okay, seriously, why would the blue lightsaber reach out to her if she wasn't some sort of family? This makes mm -hmm. no sense to me. If she's a Palpatine, I figured it would want to hide from her, not seek her out. Mm -hmm. So again, it's that little thing where I'm like, what? Mm, this doesn't make any sense. No, but, you know, you. whatever. I didn't like the Hitler vibes. I didn't think we needed the Hitler vibes. No. I, I know that JJ is really good at making things scary, but George didn't have to do it why did we have to do it we're, we're bringing in like an outside world or we're bringing in like a real life thing well the empire always this world yeah well man the empire always was derivative of like imperialism and fascism so i mean there were elements of like nazi germany and then there were elements of american imperialism in vietnam like he's always done that that's always been like elements i get but they actually did the hitler salute <laughs> and that's did. where that, i was done yeah true True. Mm -hmm. when they did that i'm like you did not need that that's what well, i mean by the hitler vibes i'm like you yeah. do not need to do the hitler salute in star wars it was awkward mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Oh, this is just the TIE fighters coming into Maz's planet and the sunset. It was just gorgeous. Like that, I, that scene came up and I'm like, oh, I could just sit here and like, you need to be a painting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want this mm-hmm. as a painting. We already talked about Han and Leia reuniting. I love them. I want to know how C-3PO lived all those years without R2. Like mm-hmm. R2 shut himself down. How did C-3PO survive? Yeah, true. Oh. Seriously. This is another thing that makes me think she's a Skywalker because of how she resisted Kylo and read him. I know we kind of talked about that already, but it just, it makes more sense for them to be related. Oh, during the attack planning meeting, every time Han delivers a line about the new base, I feel like he's patronizing them the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to how he says it, it's like, he's like, he, cause he even says, he's like, there's always a way to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you're just, you're just making fun of this whole scene. Mm-hmm. How you're doing this. He's old mm-hmm. and he's tired. He's seen this a million mm-hmm. times. Exactly. exactly. It's a repeat. At this point he's like, eh, blow it up. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. Cause it is, it's like, it's literally the exact same thing. Just a yeah. bigger planet. Right. Which I feel like it should take longer than 30 years to make that planet that, or make the, whatever they did in that planet. That was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, Han. Saving the galaxy for the umpteenth time. Not Luke, Han. I say this because in, let's see here. Um, New Hope, Luke would have been shot down by his dad if Han didn't come in with the Millennium Falcon. Save the universe. If he didn't go find Luke on the ice planet, Luke would have frozen to death. Mm. Han and and his troops are the ones who took down the, took down the, the generator for the in Endor, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. on Endor, so they could destroy the Death Star. Luke didn't mm-hmm. save anybody. He was fighting Darth Vader or Darth Vader and Empire, and was bringing him out. And then this one, he blows up a hole so they can destroy the planet. Like, in my opinion, Han is actually the hero of these movies, not Luke. Valid points. I can see it. Also, R2. R2 does a lot of things that Luke would have been killed on if he didn't help. That he doesn't get nearly enough credit for. Mm -hmm. No one acknowledges that. Yeah. Poor R2 never gets credit. mm -hmm. Nope, not at all. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love Han. Mm. Okay, with with Han getting killed. So my thought, I'm on my last like two thoughts. Nope, more than that. When Han gets killed, my thought was, okay, for me, there wasn't enough buildup for us to understand why Han has such an influence on Kylo. I think we needed more buildup on that because we don't actually get to see their relationship, but we just, we're just supposed to believe it. But this trilogy really should have in, I think it would have been really cool if they would have started at the new Jedi Academy, like have this trilogy start with Luke bringing in Ben and focusing on Ben's story instead of Ray. Interesting. I can agree with that. Yeah, it, it definitely would have been a fresh take for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really cool to see Luke try to train him, see his struggle to struggle with the struggle with the Skywalker light and dark side. Mm-hmm. We could have had some cool adventures with Ben. It just, I feel like it would have been a really fun storyline. Mm-hmm. And then if they wanted to like take him over to the dark side and Luke go off and then we start a different story. That would have been cool too, but I think it really should have started when he started the Jedi Academy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Kylo and Ren's fight. It started out realistic to me with her struggling and advance and him advancing. 
But when it goes all wonky is when he has her and tells her she needs to, she needs a teacher for the ways of the force or something like that. And all she does is close her eyes and focus. <laughs> right. That's it. How, yeah. How'd she yeah. know how to do that? And she's able to channel the force better than someone who has trained almost his whole life. Uh, like that doesn't make any sense. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Mm -mm. If she's supposed to be some all-powerful Metachlorian Force user, they could have shown that a little differently. Like, actually have her use the Force without her knowing that she's mm -hmm. using the Force on Jakku. Like, they should have built that up a little differently. I yeah. agree. I, I would have preferred that. Yeah. I just don't believe it popped up out of nowhere for her to start using it as she is. Because mm -hmm. even Anakin, he's using it bits and pieces when he was a baby. Child. Even though that was another one of my critiques with him as well. But... Mm -hmm. he he can use it a little bit we don't even see any of it for her so mm, mm -hmm. that, that's my big thing with that i know the scene finding luke was so the scene finding luke in my opinion was just way too drawn out for this movie speed because we're like fast 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 and then all of a sudden we're like Ooh. <laughs> that's true right at the end too it's like go 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 and now we're slowing down to a crawl to find luke and so it just it was like oh can you end please just end right. mm-hmm and then overall, so overall, I love the throwbacks. Actors did a great job for what they had to work with. A lot, I, I a lot more great content than than less. Mm -hmm. I love that we actually have a Hoosier in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Adam Driver is a Hoosier. I don't know if he was born here or he lived here for a while, but no, he, he had moved a time here. in Indiana. Yeah, he, nice. he moved he there when he was like- He lived here for longer than a year. I think when he was seven or 10 or something like that. I can't remember what they said. All I know is he grew up in Hoosierville. So- well, there you go. He is a Hoosier. <laughs> But as we go into the next couple of movies, I feel like the story needs work. That is go. the ending of my thoughts. Cool. <laughs> this was a long the episode. <laughs> a very long episode. Well, we have hours. some, we have some, ten, we had some technical difficulties that we did. Just gonna have to yeah. edit out. Sorry. And I love it. I love it. Editing's but fun. Any other thoughts before I close this out so we, so we can let our pixie dusters go? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah. I, mean, I, got, I always have thoughts, but too many to fit into here. So, all right. Well, Pixie Dusters, thank you so much for listening to all our thoughts on the first episode of the sequel, The Force Awakens. Please go check out Instagram for Pixie Dust Friends podcast and Dantastic. And then you can also find him on YouTube for Dantastic, and you can find us on TikTok for. Pixie Dust Twins. Yes. If you have not watched our Han Solo content on TikTok, you really should. Please do. I'm over-exaggerating a lot, but it's a lot of fun. It's pretty <laughs> it funny. Is. Yeah, I, I'm being very over-exaggerating mm -hmm. in all those videos, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Check out next week when we talk about The Last Jedi. I don't know how it's going to go, because I don't really know if it's going to be like a rant or if it's going to be like we like it. I don't know. Come back we'll and find see. out. It'll be interesting. Bye, Pixie Dusters. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.